0: This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text our little show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Okay. As I was driving in this morning, I heard an Absolute Radio jingle. You know, I'm a big fan of Matt Berry and his uh, jingle art, as I like yeah. to think yes. of it. Yes. And it's, it's, it was something like... <whistles> one of his, you know, you know he's, he's fabulous, rich. I always think of it as a sort of uh, autumnal coloured voice he's got. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then it said Absolute Radio... Um, Bush, <laughs> Dave Berry, Leona... And then it ended. I was, I was just left hanging.
1: Was there no Uh-oh. Skinner?
0: No, no. <laughs> That's the trouble with Saturday. I don't think they know we come in on a Saturday morning. <laughs> I, th- I think right. it's. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's like we're, we're squatting here. There's never anyone in the building and we just come in, sneak in, do a radio show. I don't think anyone's told them about it. Do you think they've
1: it. just forgotten we're doing a show? It's like
2: sort of Winesworld.
0: <laughs> we are just tucked did away it? in a little warehouse somewhere. Well, world a... party! Sorry? <laughs>
2: They did set up a direct debit for the fees, and then they've just forgotten that it's going like, yeah, like gym could... membership or something. With are and... we're
1: the, we're the Virgin Active radio show.
0: <laughs> that's, that, that must be—that's uh, a dream, isn't it? That when you uh, when you you hear these tales, of this when you buy mm-hmm. into something like a gym or subscribe to a magazine, and they don't realise you've stopped paying. Mm. And you have that panic. First, you have that mixed panic of I'm getting this free or am I paying for it and haven't realised. But when you realise you're getting it free, it's one of the best things in the world, like all free things. Yeah. Yeah. Really tremendous. (laughs) Listen, I want to ask your help, and this might sound um, a bit domestic. Okay. But, you know,
1: (laughs) um, dot, dot, dot. So um I love I love that you've apologised to all the nineties lad families. Yeah, I've
0: been having a lot of problems. Really my whole not my whole life. Um but um Wow But uh f- with Duvet uh issues. Oh yeah. And I'm talking
2: about Slippage you've, got, with, you've got problems in the bedroom, that's what you're I talking have, I've about. I've got problems on, in the on bedroom. On national radio.
0: Yeah. And what <laughs> happened, I'm sure this must happen to everyone. I, I, I,
1: I think anyone. I might leave you gentlemen alone to discuss this <laughs> while I, I go off and pat my, my nose.
0: <laughs> so um, I get duvet slippage. So what happens is I... Put the new duvet cover on. It's lovely. You mm. go to sleep that night. It, it envelops you like a light cloud. It's a beautiful thing. And then within a few nights, the duvet within the cover has sort of God. moved into one oh. section. I tell you what, it's like. it's like sleep. You know when somebody <laughs> um, when somebody gives you the keys to a house or something, they put it yeah. in an envelope. It's yeah. like sleeping under that. <laughs> a I, big version of that it's i call it the slug it's it's the most because i don't realize it until i've actually got into bed the lights are off i don't really mm. register it and then i don't want st- to <laughs> i don't want to start my day again i don't want a sort of a uh, status quo false ending to my day <laughs> so i lie there the other night the top half of my body was just duvet cover Covered, and the bottom half. You know when you used to see uh, cowboys? <laughs> sh- not they didn't get shot, in film, but their horse was shot, and they were on the floor, pinned on their legs were pinned under <laughs> the horse. They couldn't move. It was it was like it's the most annoying. Um, I'm putting it on my list of um, pet hates, as they uh, as they say, <laughs> along with pets. All right, uh, ironically. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone's got an answer to it, um, I, I would really love to... I mean, it doesn't happen... With the keys in the envelope, fine. But I've never got a letter in an envelope that has slid into one corner <laughs> of the envelope. Point. And a Good duvet point. is more like a letter, isn't it? A flat thing. Why does it move about at all?
1: Well, what we're saying, Frank, is why don't the duvet makers create a technology where the quilt is somehow affixed to the cover? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I actually
0: started thinking. Mm. Was, well, Kat said to me, because I asked, I asked her about this at length, and she said, nice I think her. I have a message. <laughs> I, t- I just try to get her talking nowadays. <laughs> uh, uh, she's has a, a, a memory of, of duvet covers or duvets with, like, a button on each corner, and there used to be a, a, an attendant loop, but I have no oh. memory of that. Oh. Anyway, if anyone's got an answer to it, I've come up with a few theories, but I haven't actually tried them out yet. I'm thinking of okay. starching it completely flat. <laughs> um, but um, if, honestly, if, if anyone can stop duvet slippage, let me know on eight twelve fifty.
2: Hey, you've lit up the switchboard with your um, yeah, with your duvet. I slippage. hope so because
0: this is a genuine occasionally in my life. Mm-hmm. I will say the readers will help
2: me with this. I mean, it's a genuine yeah. service, indeed. What we got? They're what I would call a great resource. Um, well, 398 uh, has said, Is Frank using best practice to apply the duvet cover? Perhaps he could say something about his technique. Okay. Oh, There's implied you what I criticism
1: do. in there, if ever I I heard. think there is, yeah. I which t- is why
2: I relish reading it.
1: <laughs> I, I hold
0: um, the uh, corners, the two corners of the duvet, with the two corners of the cover in synchronicity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I put them in and then I get them right tucked into that corner. So I, I think oh, it'll stay here forever. I still believe. Mm-hmm. And then I hold it up and let the whole <laughs> thing drop down
2: so and you don't failed. do the duvet cover inside out thing what is that
1: no we talked we discussed this on this very show I'm, sure, yeah. and I'm
2: 64 I'm sure.
1: <laughs> blimey it's uh, I think we learnt it having seen someone on Celebrity Big Brother I believe Anthea Turner may have done it on Celebrity Big Brother because oh, we she very tied it a lot didn't yeah. she yeah well
2: Al do you want to explain well, I've done it for years. You basically, you put your hands into the inside-out duvet cover and grab a corner each, and then with the same hands, you grab a corner each of the duvet itself, and then you um, you flick it very vigorously, like you're shaking out a beach towel or something, and yeah. the duvet cover travels down the duvet... Look, this is.
0: I'm sure this is is lovely and all very well, (laughs) but night one, night two, night three, I'm fine with the duvet. Uh, Yeah, the the, it's corresponding uh, lying against the the cover. It's something happens in the night where it huddles. Yeah, I tell you what, it's it's
1: just I don't like gatherage. It's like at the bottom of the bed, like it's like a '90s Jean. All gathered yes. at the
0: bottom. Do you remember they used? To, do they still have it on cereal boxes where they say um, contents may settle? <laughs> yes. So that you, because you, you, you open the box and think, aye, 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 ay. there's only two thirds of a box. And what 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 they've done is they've they've intermingled. Anyway, we've um, had... Uh, what about four bulldog clips? That was one thing I was thinking of, one on each corner. I don't corner. play bingo
1: anymore. Um, zero, one, nine. does <laughs> Morning, Frank. It sounds as though your duvet is too small for the cover. I have oh. never had duvet slippage ever.
0: Goodness.
1: The, the duvet should completely fill the cover... So you have to push it in, and then it won't move. That's say, Chris from Devon.
0: You know what? Chris might have hit on something there, because Maybe. it is a pretty big... I think I could probably get another
2: duvet in there. <laughs> when when Chris said, I've never had duvet slippage ever, I I thought of the popular internet phrase, weird flex, but OK. That's what I they don't say know what then. that means. It's like, it's a strange brag, isn't it? Weird flex. Yeah.
1: Well, we've had, another, uh, we've oh, had okay. uh, yeah. Nia Parry-Jones. It, that's
0: a, There's a line from um, Robert Frost's The Star Splitter where he says, we just already picked a strange thing to be roguish over. <laughs> and I guess that could apply to the duvet. Very similar.
1: <laughs> Nia Parry-Jones says, this is the bane of my life. We have a duvet with poppers. And I spend pathetic hours, I like the concept of spending pathetic hours, <laughs> tracing the corners around inside the cover. The struggle is real. Yeah,
0: see? Mm. It's not just me. This is the bane of my life. Do you think Batmanifest? ever that? <laughs> Frank
1: Skinner
0: on Absolute Radio. Don't forget this morning's uh, texting uh, um, what in your glove compartment that would surprise us uh, <laughs> 8, 12, 15 uh, uh, guess what oh. I got I mean what chances have, uh, has, any, has anyone ever guessed what from that from that level of yeah. guess what has anyone said um, your uncle has run away with a dancer from Ealing never happened <laughs> uh, that hasn't happened to me by the way I don't have the kind of uncles that can run anywhere no. Um, I, um, I've i been nominated I know we don't do praise on here but I'm, you know, I'm chucking we, it in We do nominations Nominations we do I've been omi- so. o- nominated That's, that's got to be a Friday and slip I've been nominated for Audio Broadcaster of the Year Oi, oh. oi, oi Come on, Cliff, bang
1: it out. congratulations. Oh, I congratulations. <laughs> it's all right, he's in we'll... the clear, we
0: can play him.
1: No, he's played it for himself, Al. <laughs> it's
0: all right. Yeah. It's all it's right. A... Um, Claire Amfo of BBC Radio 1, Emma Barnett Clara. of. Uh, oh, sorry, Cla- okay. uh, Clara Ampho. It's yeah. all know.
1: right. It's only C- an A. Uh, aren't some
0: C L A R A's, Claras?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Clara Bow wasn't no, she? Anyway, no. Clara Amfo of Radio One, Emma Barnett of Five Live, me and Matt <laughs> Chorley of Times Radio. <laughs> you're a Aren't you a Times Radio person?
1: Yeah? I am. I like the way you're reading out. Going, me. <laughs> me.
2: <laughs> me? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Frank, I'm
1: really excited that you're nominated. What you? I well, you, uh, Can I say, it would be thoroughly deserved if you were.
0: Oh, won. come on. <laughs> Yes, you're right. And um, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't fancy my chances against this kind of competition. That's why I'm mentioning the nomination, not waiting for the uh, winner thing. Let's, let's, if I don't win it, it'll just never be brought up on the show again. But I think one should be happy. A Sarah Milliken once said to me in Edinburgh, after I'd said, uh, I said to her, I'd seen a. A comedian who I thought was really interesting, and she said, yeah, but it's the Edinburgh Comedy Festival, isn't it? Not the Edinburgh <laughs> Interesting <laughs> Festival, which I thought was rather marvellous. But um, she said to me, when she was nominated for what we used to call the Perrier Award, that other comedians said congratulations, and non-comedians said good luck, because ah. the comedians thought the nomination was just a great... Thing. Yeah. Just, um, just leaving it there for you to think. Okay. Well,
1: as as a fellow uh, podcaster, congratulations.
0: Thank you so much,
1: Al. You've got to tell him congratulations. congratulations. Or no, you be, don't uh, have, have to.
0: Angry. Al. I know it's not it's not <laughs> in your nature. <laughs> I'm okay it with it. I'm wearing um, Al's down the line, so I'm just telling him this. I'm wearing a oh, yeah. uh, a NASA sweatshirt today. Yeah. I like it. I think where'd you, where'd you, where'd you that get that? In the past. It was bought for me by Emily Dean. Mm. In fact. Emily Dean. In fact. Well, probably two or three years ago. Yeah. Anyway, the thing, I'm not wearing anything <laughs> underneath it. Obviously, lower just sweat down. Sweatshirt. Oh, no, lower down the trousers and things, but just a sweatshirt. That's <laughs> oh, right. what I'm wearing. And <laughs> I just straight on. No t-shirt. No t-shirt. No vest. No singlet.
1: You got nothing under? I haven't got. It. I haven't got
0: a cherub vest on. Nothing.
1: But not a little putty
0: batter. <laughs> and I looked in the mirror just I went to the gentleman's convenience and I looked in the mirror mm. and you know i tell you what it looked like the, there's a, there's a, the throat gets to a certain age where it <laughs> needs a bit of collar and stuff to take <laughs> the edge off it and I looked like I once saw a programme when they had some old footballers talking about, I think it was the 1966 World Cup, and they made them wear replica shirts, oh. these men in their 80s. Ooh. And it looked, that's what I look like in the mirror. That. So next week I'm going to wear one of those um, um, women's hour massive scarves. <laughs> was it Jenny Murray who used to do that? Yeah, one of those enormous <laughs> scarves. I shall appear like that. She used to peep out like the MGM lion from all this fabric. It was great. But I'm thinking the throat is as it its day. I told you once I saw a, 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 a video of me in, filmed outdoors where my throat was slightly moved by the wind. Oh. And that's a turning Com- point in one's <laughs> development. It comes to us all, dear. I mean, really. Mm. How long before it slightly cracks like a... Like, a, like You know when you flick a tail at the first year?
1: How, how long before it gets its own agent?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, my laps, sort of slapping. <laughs> I might be able to... Maybe I'm going to try it. If I win the uh, Broadcaster of the Year, I'm going to get a hairdryer and see if I can make my, my throat applaud.
2: <laughs> Frank Skinner.
0: Mm. Thank- have, have we have we heard out from we- outside?
1: Well, you've been talking about your duvet problems this you morning. Are,
0: you've been talking about it.
1: No, it's very much
0: you. Oh, no, oh,
1: And John Hopkins, Al has been in touch to say, from my humble experience, it's all about the level of friction. If your duvet cover is made from a slippy mm. material, essentially, your. Uh, you're, you're having problems. I'm going to but use euphemism aren't they euphemism all made here. from a
0: sleepy material?
1: If it's grip you're after, you Tarpaulin. can't go wrong with a heavy jacquard. A sentence I thought I'd never a write. What? A heavy
0: jacquard? <laughs> yes. I've never heard of such a thing. A
1: jacquard is a type of fabric. Is it really? Mm. How, do you, how are you spelling
0: that, <laughs>
2: jacquard?
1: I love, how are you <laughs> spelling? <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, like your choice.
1: Yes, J A C Q U <laughs> A R D. Um, I
0: think I've seen the word and never known what it. Uh...
1: We've also had Joan Be Good has suggested sister of Johnny. Yes, she says probably her advice to you, Frank, to avoid duvet problems. Yeah, ditch the black satin.
0: Yes. Um, I don't. I did many years ago have a black uh, duvet. You coffer. didn't. I did, but I found it was more trouble than it's it was during your goth phase. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do goths have black bedclothes? I love the phrase bed clothes. If you actually, st- it's one of those words that you use. Right, you know, probably you don't, but people who do, you never stand back from it and actually think you're saying that these are clothes for the bed.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah. imagine goths. I I don't know what you think, Al. I imagine them in a sort of black netting. I don't think they'd I can't imagine them having anything so soft and luxurious as the duvet. Well, goths,
2: well you know those you know those t-shirts that you get that can look like they've, they've got headphones on or something oh like yeah, that. Yeah. I've always I've always felt like the goth duvet cover should be like that but with sort of a coffin depicted <gasps> on it or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lovely. Elf. Can I say for I've spent any... quite a lot of my time inventing goth merch.
0: Well, the Goths are far and away, my favorite youth subculture. I've always been: oh, We a big, love Goths.: A big a big fan of, of the Goths. Yeah. Uh, one of the first youth subcultures, I would say, not to have a violence as one of yeah. their um, modus operandi.
1: Very benign, yeah. generous yeah. people.: I've always
0: identified them with, with the Catholics, to be honest. We sit around mm. talking oh, about yeah. death all day and never, ever really fashionable. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. And also, I don't know if anyone can define the difference between a goth and an emo. That's something I've never quite got round to. Can you? Oh, people can. Age. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So are are emos just a new name for goths?
1: I I tend to think so a bit.
0: Okay. If I was still on MySpace, I could ask one of the five million teenage girl goths that were on there.
1: I think of emo is a bit more sort of Americanised,
0: oh, the Americans, you're
1: good. They're a bit grunge. You're good, exa- they're your gu- gron- they? good Charlotte.
0: Okay, rather than your uh, mission, <laughs> you you have it. Okay, there we've sorted out a bit <laughs> of. Uh, if you want your um, youth culture strands <laughs> untangled, come
1: to this show.
0: Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio.
1: Frank, yeah. may I share with you a missive we've received from Richard Norman? OK. He says, essentially, I mean, spoiler alert here, you have been spotted. OK. Are you comfortable with me reading this out? Yes,
0: I, I don't think I've been t- up to anything I wouldn't want people to know about. OK. Good lad. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say good luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was that. Carry on.
1: <laughs> Hi Frank, Alan and the Divine Miss M long time reader, first time emailer I was in Regents Park on Friday afternoon 26th of February Oh ok, oh. I was proceeding <laughs> down the high street in a northerly direction. It's very copper <laughs> um, early afternoon full stop, gorgeous February sunshine and who did I clap eyes on strolling aimlessly and in deep conversation alongside the path by the camel's enclosure at London Zoo but our Frank and Dame Joan Bakewell looking sensational in her 88th year socially distanced of course Frank was sporting a snazzy (laughs) Mac with a lurid orange lining, unmistakable in a North London crowd and I was dying to stick out a hand and wave but they looked so engrossed in convo doubtless about how to make use of Frank's gold membership at the Zoological Society. (laughs) Praise redacted Normsy. I love that Normsy.
0: Yes, well I know I am essentially...
2: um... (laughs)
0: Occasionally I do I do the social thing and we did. We went for a, a, a lovely walk and you walk very close to the, the zoo if you walk, London Zoo if you walk through uh, Regent's Park. So um, we didn't see any camels. We saw some, some small apes. Mm-hmm. It might have been a, 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 a... I think it might have been a, a, col- a golden lion tamarind monkey we ah. saw.
1: Um
0: but anyway, uh, I uh, we sat on, on a bench. Someone had left like a bag and their trainers covering the whole bench. So, so Joan pushed it all up to one end and we sat down. And okay. then we realised they'd been deposited there by this woman who was on um, rollerblades
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and was doing a sort of a urban ballet she was kind of amazing and she was doing these things of, of holding one leg yeah. high in the air and just going along on one leg and we sat there for like 15 minutes
2: probably watching her doing these oh. you see all sorts of stuff in the park Always. people running backwards people doing martial arts I never see anything except someone walking a dog with a little bag in their hand well you move to the north <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, so, um, <laughs> so she had, we noticed, a Great Britain tracksuit top. Oh. oh. And then here's the thing that which, um, if any of our um, ice, skirt, uh, ice skating fraternity <laughs> will, will know the answer to. Do you think that a figure skater could practice by rollerblading? Would they gain anything
2: from that? Oh, that's a good question.
0: Or is there a Great Britain rollerblading team? Seems unlikely, but you know, people compete all sorts. I believe. Of stuff. I think
1: there is a connection. It's to do with the balance, isn't it? Presumably. Yeah. She
0: was um, remarkable, anyway, mm. to watch. Haughty. When You'd she think came
2: over, transferable skills, wouldn't you? Yeah. When yeah. she came over to that.
0: the bench, and we and and Joan had moved her trainers, and Jane, said, Joan said, "I'm sorry, we were just moving it along so we could see it." She just said. Just didn't even reply. And we chose mm. to believe that she was so in in the old, in, in her own world of this yes.
2: ballet
1: that yeah. she
0: didn't
2: really hear, rather than she was a bit frosty. Yeah. But um, oh no, I think I think the frosty ones are the actual ice skaters.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. Well, she might have been one as with, uh, but it's really uh, amazing. Maybe um, Normo. Um, <laughs> who who saw me Mom's and Joan? Yeah, maybe uh, he saw her as well. <laughs> he might have a theory. He might have had a frosty reception, as well, George. <laughs> um, I, I, I was thought we would be talking to her, asking her about whether she's in the Britain team or she just bought yeah. a tracksuit from um, TK Maxx. <laughs> uh, but uh, we never. She, I, I was put off.
2: But, as it yeah, happens with them. Off. We've had mention of TK Maxx in one of our uh, outside world texters, nine four five. Hold on now, has- because
0: we're about to go in for a break. I'm oh, love it. I love the idea of a TK Maxx cliffhanger. <laughs> I don't oh, okay. think we've ever had any of those before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone in the entire world has ever had. Oh, I can, things. I can, I can almost see the not quite right sportswear <laughs> as we speak. So we're going to be back with TK Maxx news. <laughs> After this, this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Anyway, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio <laughs> with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show. Go on, on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website.
2: Al, you were, um, you were mid k Max. Many have texted the show, okay. and 945 is, is just one of them. In response to your duvet slippage mm. anecdote, um, they I'd, I'd say, say morning, more everyone. Of a, more
0: of a plea for, a plea for help,
2: really. <laughs> yes. Morning, everyone. My latest duvet cover, which is DKNY, and oh. they add in brackets... It's from TK Maxx, so don't panic. I have to say, <laughs> DKNY, for in my mind, is
0: synonymous with TK Maxx. I don't know why there are certain brands that are there more than others.
1: Yes, I would yeah, say that makes sense. Yes, I, I would. Uh, they I, I would concur.
2: They continue. It, uh, the new duvet cover from TK Maxx has ties on the four internal corners, which I attach the loop on duvet covers. It's absolutely marvellous, and it always stays perfectly positioned from Jane in sunny Lincolnshire. So she's finished off with a slight weather report as well, which she is yes. So, mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I used to have a tour manager who used to say, oh, well, off to sunny Stockport. He always <laughs> said that. <laughs> I had a terrible flashback there. What I don't understand about uh, Jane's uh, duvet cover is that they, doesn't there need to be something on the, the accompanying
2: duvet to tie it to? I wondered that. I wondered yes. if the duvet is also DKNY, in which case oh, it's starting no. to really you, rack up you, well, in the you, expenses department. You, yeah, you can't go to TJ uh, to TK, TK
0: Max, Max TK Maxx, and then um, match things. You have no, to is buy a isolated
2: outsiders. <laughs> that's what it's well, all. This was... Is there a possibility of an invention where there's a duvet that has um, one side of Velcro and a duvet cover that is the internal side of it is Velcro? Would that help? Oh, well, can th- you
1: imagine changing that? You'd be you stuck to your hair, and also in the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what my mouth used to... When I had hangovers, my mouth (laughs) used to sound like that in the morning.
1: (laughs) Frank, Paul C says, Frank should sleep on the floor and not disturb the duvet. It was good enough for the Count of Monte Cristo. Was
0: it really? Did he sleep on the floor?
1: Oh, I didn't. Well, I don't think he slept on the floor in a sort of Hoxton flat, futon way. No. I think maybe he was forced.
0: I don't, I can't remember the story of the Is that where we find the man in the iron mask an old favorite of the show. Um, I once um I said if you stop mass if you didn't moisturize for a week would you be able to recreate the experience of the man in the iron mask that terrible tightness and constriction on the face. Um I haven't read the ma- the mount the uh not the mount of Monte Cristo. I think that was one of the sequels. Yeah. Um uh-huh. The Count of Monte Cristo. I didn't know he slept
1: on the floor. It seems unlikely for a count, doesn't it? I mean, I would say that wasn't that wasn't the the sort of headline news of his story. No. Of his journey. I don't know the story at all, I'll be honest with you. Me is neither. It, is it Dumas? It is. It is. OK. Yeah. Uh, Frank, I'd also like to share quickly, Daniel Skipsey. In the early 90s... Um, I had a typewritten catalogue of merchandise from the CPFC club shop. One of the items listed was a jacquard scarf. I'd never heard the word jacquard this before. This is Crystal Palace. Yeah. I'd sure. never heard the word jacquard before or since no. until today, 30 years later. And what is it again? Great Scrabble word two, twenty-seven points. Okay, it's um, very good. It's a form of fabric, jacquard. I don't entirely know what the makeup is of it. I don't know. I'm assuming there's some nylon in there.
0: What I'd what I'd like is. Um, Satin, maybe. If an Jackard. English film company, TV company, bought the rights to Jackass, and then they did a program called Jackard, in which you had to the <laughs> pranks which were involved that particular fabric. That, <laughs> see, if Telly was more like that, I would never switch it off. If it was just those kind of um, flimsy premises and wild ideas, but oh no, it has to be people making cake.
2: Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, I, I would like to bring a a, a lady who's been in the news to your attention, um, Taylor Octave. For a start, a great handle, I think. Taylor, um, and she's been oh, dubbed the unluckiest woman in Britain. Okay, because of the uh, lottery. I feel know the we Euro should have millions a... jackpot. Oh yeah, we should have a jingle with that on. I, I think. What, unluckiest, unluckiest Woman in Britain? Unluckiest Woman in Britain. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I think it's stretching the point a little bit, but let me run it past you. Mm. She bought a Euromillions jackpot ticket and every single number of hers was one out. Not just she was one out of winning the whole thing, but each number, so... When the winning number was four, she was at five. When oh, it was 12, okay. she was at 13. Oh. So she was one out all the way along the line of winning numbers. And, and she said, and I'm going to quote her, Taylor, oh. she said, it's a long shot to win the lottery anyway, but to be so close is heartbreaking. That's what she says. Oh, okay. She missed out so- on...
0: I wish she'd have said what are the chances of that happening that one I thought more of her
1: (laughs) Um, so she narrowly missed out by getting them all incorrect she got
2: none none
1: yeah
0: she got three
2: numbers correct but she she thinks that she was nearly right on I'm assuming that if there's an emergency she thinks it's fine to phone 888 or 8108 because yeah that's they're all one
0: out (laughs) I see I mean it's uh, it's Unusual uh, that that happened, um, mm. but um, I I don't think I tell you I, I saw this story and she said she did get two pound eighty back the same week because on one of her other lines she got two numbers uh, mm. right. Well, that that was better. <laughs> that was closer. Yeah, that, uh, That's that is unlucky, how you could say. I didn't know you got money back for two numbers. Now I mean it's.
1: I didn't know anything about it at all. Well, I used
0: to, yeah. in the early <laughs> days, it, I was, um, I used to do it and was, you know, everybody was mad about it in the early days. But, and we all, well, you it know. It could be you. Though, Wasn't that the logo? It could be you, yeah. Mm. I, I think it was a very interesting <laughs> thing with the logo. The, the slogan. slogan, I'm sorry. It was, oh, yeah. um, it could be you with a, with a crossed, um, a crossed finger. Was there a celebrity slogan? attached
1: to the campaign? There must have been. I if any of our readers can remember, do tell us.
0: Um, it wasn't me. If that's what no. you wanted. So it was. It could be you. And then there was some sort of complaint about the, <laughs> the slogan that it was a bit misleading because <laughs> it's the chances of it being you were so minuscule that it right. could be you. And I thought it was a bit harsh at the time because, well, it's still... One cannot deny that it Mm. could be you, no matter what the chances are. Perhaps
1: they should have got Harry Hill to say, Frank. One of the
0: chances. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they replaced it. I don't know if you remember this. They, They replaced it in order to make it Um, not seem so you know such a great chance Mm. with maybe just maybe Mm. now I don't know I don't think if you're going to have a slogan you don't want a comma there's no place for a comma in a good slogan is there
1: compromise is where the art gets destroyed and
0: also maybe just maybe why is that (laughs) a suggestion that you've got less of a chance that it could be you because really, what you're saying is maybe, just maybe, it could be you. It's a qualifier, <laughs> it isn't a slogan. Anyway, there was a big fuss, and they changed it, and everyone said, "Oh, well, that's all right now. Maybe, just maybe, I'm okay with that." Yeah, strange. It's a, it's a straight it's a cult. Weird underground strange world. The other week, if you remember, I had a text in. What were the other machines called apart from Guinevere? What were the other Arthurian titles? And we got nothing. Mm. The, I had written that it was sent. There's probably some government thing that stops those things being exchanged. <laughs> you'll, you'll all come out and you'll say, Oh, we thought Frank had gone balmy, me, but <laughs> turns out. We were talking about uh, the national lottery.
1: 351 has been in touch to say, re lottery machines, Frank. There was definitely a Lancelot. Oh, was there? I think there was Of course there was. Can you hear? I can can imagine Paul Coyer saying, go over to Lancelot now.
0: Yeah, I I can only hear. I can only hear uh, Guinevere, but um, I'm sure there were other Arthurians. Mordred.
1: Well, 3-5-1. This week five, it's one. Mordred
0: and all the balls were black.
1: <laughs> there must have been Merlin then.
0: I don't know if there wasn't people... No, Merlin it, was the
1: counting... Merlin I was can, something different.
0: I can hear the people at the meeting now of Camelot saying... Because uh, they were called <laughs> Camelot, weren't they? Saying um, the thing is if we call it um, Merlin, people are going to think, oh, a bit of magic trickery, maybe it's not completely fair. Excuse
1: know. me, I think Merlin... I'm sure Merlin was involved in some capacity.
0: There was a Merlin actual um, ball machine.
1: Yeah. I don't well, know. I may have got that one. we'll, wrong. we'll someone see. We'll someone see. from Camelot. And, and
0: Gaius. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were. I think they were going from uh, Thomas Mallory rather than the recent TV production. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fair my enough. view on it. Which came first? Well, the company Camelot, they they oh. already existed and then thought, well, we'll go for Arthurian names yeah. because of, of Camelot. Oh, yeah. who knows? Mm. Anyway, this I've woman never thought it. she was... Never, you've
1: never played the lottery. Well, of course he hasn't.
2: Uh, uh, the nearest <laughs> I've got to it is, um, is the oft-mentioned in the tabloids postcode lottery, where I've uh, I've lived in a place and therefore have either got or missed out on some local services. Oh, OK. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's not as much fun, is it, that one? It's not, they don't
0: mention it on the telly. No, there's no... you think there'd be an accompanying television programme yes. with, like, local builders and the council. But <gasps> well, I
1: mean, you've got to be in it to win it. That was the other one.
0: Maybe. Mm.
1: <laughs> Just
0: maybe.
1: <laughs> I like that the uh, the unluckiest woman in in Britain, we don't have a jingle, but... Fine. Yeah. You, can, you can improvise um, what was her name? she has a fantastic
0: name Taylor she, Octave Taylor yes. Octave okay I thought her numbers would have been eight up from all the winning yeah. numbers ah. she
1: talked about doing the lottery and she said well we've just been doing it in lockdown because my sister and I thought it was something for us to do <laughs> I like the idea of it being something for you I've never thought up. of the lottery in as a pastime no or as, or as a, 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 a time filler
2: no, yeah. it's not like a 3,000-piece jigsaw. No. Have
1: like I mean, you I never isn't. said, what are, you, what are your plans today, then? I'm going to fill out
0: my lottery numbers. Well, it depends how many lines you have, I suppose. But, um, I suppose. Even so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, when they say... When lot like, people who buy, you know, who've narrowly missed out, because they often do this story, they'll say, uh, what would you have done with the money? Or what will you do with the money? You get this on quiz shows, and they always say... I take my mum on holiday. Yeah, take mm. no, take my family on holiday. Buy myself a car. Buy my mum a house. It's always mm. those three. Why don't they say something a bit original?
0: Well, Octave mm. is that a first name or a yeah. second name? I don't want to be like a public school. No, Taylor. Octave. Oh, Taylor. Taylor said that she would. Um, she'd like an Audi A1 car and a holiday to the Maldives. And I go. think Taylor has heard. Um, the story of the person that only had one sausage in their sausage and beans and complained and got 24 (laughs) tins and thought, if I mention this, I bet Camelot, whoever it is nowadays, offer me an Audi A1 and a holiday in the Maldives. Give it a go. We'll see. So you've got to be in it to win it. And and then turned to her mum and said, maybe, just maybe, with a cross finger. And they all laughed.
1: How have yeah. you seen? We've <coughs> we've been told the names of the lottery machines. Seven hundred. Uh, yes, has texted us lottery machine names. Guinevere.
0: Yeah, we all knew that. oh, uh, Good guess. Arthur. You know, it never occurred to me that actually being Arthur because it makes one seem superior to the others. Merlin. There was a Merlin, I take it back.
1: Halogen did the
0: Thunderbolt. Halogen, or... which one was... <laughs> Hal- halogen was a name of one of the machines.
1: I don't know, but I loved your sense of outrage as soon as I went. Well, mentioned... if you set up a thing, It's
0: a big shift. <laughs> Stick with it, yeah. yeah. Halogen. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, OK, well, dear. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm shocked by that, because I, I used to watch it every week. I even watched the, the reruns on Challenge mm. of the Lottery show. <laughs> I don't think it did that well on the repeats front, did it? I can't
1: imagine why. But um, that's, the most dep- that's the definition of depressing TV, is a competition that's already been won. Did I tell you I had a,
0: had a friend... It's the end of that anecdote. No, you haven't told us. No, that. no, yeah. I had a friend. Um, I think it's all right to to name uh, on air. Um, she it's, it's, it didn't do anything bad, and I won't say a, a surname. Okay. Uh, she's called Emma, and uh, a relative, I think it was, of hers won um, either the lottery or something similar, and I think his name was Gold, and she decided you know our story about we used to talk about nominative determinism that your name has an influence on your life like Gary Player becoming a golfer or whatever oh yeah Um, really uh, Tiger (laughs) Woods should have been called Gary Player that would have covered all the bases (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um, Emma decided um, that it was his name had, had drawn money in some way and so oh. her name—I don't want to tell you her surname. It doesn't seem fair. But it was—it was not a million miles from what she changed it to. So she changed her name to Emma Millions. Oh. Ah. And I think she's done well in life, but she didn't have the big, the big win. But there's another connected with the lottery. This reminds me of that. The Daily Mirror, I think it was, had a lottery correspondent. Can you believe he used to right. write? And he changed his name by deed poll to Lenny Lottery. <laughs> <laughs> and now that, for me, that is taking nominative determinism and spitting in its face to get the job <laughs> first and then get the name. <laughs> it's just wrong. And and Lenny Lottery was the, was a regular columnist writing about, you've guessed it, the Lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Dedication to the task, though. <laughs> Right, have we heard from um, Al Fresco? We have, our haven't we?
2: We've heard uh, many times from the outside <laughs> world. One of them, um, one of them, I think, is probably a useful one to just clarify. Three eight six. Uh, you were discussing earlier about youth uh, subcultures being into violence, and uh, from John in Cambridge, the original mods were never into violence, and he points out tailor-made suits and a punch-up do not mix it was the press that made that up
0: yeah well thank you prince harry (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> can i say it was you that brought up mods i never mentioned mods at all. i don't know why you leapt to them with your stereotyping of mods as one of the Did violent subcultures all right look we've all Did had a no, no I, I think i, I, I take his a... point look, look
1: you, we've none of us had a drink
0: i take his point <laughs> the battle of hastings and all that mods and rockers um yeah it, it, i seem to remember seeing pictures but i i i can understand that um
2: there might there was probably a good deal of flannel around. I that. mean I think perhaps the mods early mods that wore the sort of tailor-made suits, they were not violent, but then the later ones that wore jeans and army jackets, that was like dressed down Friday, ready for action, perhaps. So I don't know. The history of violence here on <laughs> Absolute Radio <laughs> with Alan Cochrane.
0: <laughs> in fact in the midst of Cochrane. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah well, I t- I'll take your well, point are we going to not... get texts in now from rockers skinheads boot boys suede heads all saying we never touched oh, well, there'll anyone in Phil, our they'll be Phil Daniels yeah. life on
1: the phone in a minute we've had
0: teddy what? boys writing in with fountain pens just waddy, waddy. Yeah. yeah well they weren't authentic
1: oh yes. I knew you'd say it. Like, I knew you'd be a <laughs> teddy boy snob
2: <laughs> purist <laughs>
1: While we're on the subject, Al, of uh, violence, you and violence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Only as Lee, there's a lot to unpack in that handle, but anyway, let's move on. Got in touch. Just listening back to the latest podcast, and I noticed Alan making reference to When I Kill Tybalt. Does that mean oh, that yeah. the cockerel once played Romeo and only very casually mentioned it?
2: Absolutely. That's wow. 100%. I played Romeo for Dewsbury Arts Group in what I think is um, a large clerical error of casting, but <laughs> we went with it. I'm about as Romeo as uh, Dick Van Dyke's Cockney, but they went with it. They just had a go. Um, I'd love to have yeah. seen your Romeo. I bet you look marvellous. I wanted the funny one. What was the funny one? Um Enjoy. Julia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's quite a thing, though. In fact, um, Baroness Bakewell was asking me if I'd ever been in a Shakespeare, even at school or anything, and I never have. Oh, we'd all like to see your bottom.
1: Well. Oh, come on.
0: I th- it's come amazing. On. I, you'd have thought in my golden years I'd have got the bottom phone call. You, you would. It be, do
1: you know that? You'd be a great. You're very rude, mechanical.
0: Yes, and um, I've got all the uh, the donkey uh, <laughs> sensibilities that I need. Mean. And what are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> um, yes, well, if there's anyone out there doing um, doing the dream... <laughs> <laughs> you, know oh, know you know where I am. You know where This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Try one of those babies, why
2: don't you? <laughs> you you have had um, one of your stranger text ins is. Uh... Have you got anything unusual in your car glove box? That- I've never said glove box in my life. I think I said glove compartment.
0: Oh, did you? Oh, I always say that.
1: I do as well. I don't know where do glove really? box.
0: In fact, until you said it this morning, I don't. I wasn't even aware of it.
1: Do car manufacturers? Yes, I'm asking you, Alan Cochrane. Do they refer to it as glove compartment still, or glove box,
2: or oh? Right. Well, there's a lot of people on the text referring to it as glove box. So oh, I yeah, well, what, what I'm saying,
1: is what is the official title, the manufacturer's name of that area in the car? It's probably something like a dash
0: <laughs> container or something right, really yeah. dull like that. Okay. Anyway, they what probably have people don't say
2: glove box, do they? No. What have, what
0: have people got
2: in there? Is it- well, I feel like I very, I have a. A very vested interest in knowing what people have got in there because um, you've stumbled onto a, an area of my life that I care passionately about at the moment <laughs> because my own car glove box has trapped itself shut and I <gasps> cannot get it open with all of my not massive might but I uh, I mean, I really think I'm going to have to take a crowbar to it and oh, rip God, it apart. Oh, that sounds a little Don't extreme. get the rustle out. I've, I've even tried <laughs> unscrewing the screws at the bottom of it, but importantly for the vehicle, it has the locking wheel nut in there that mechanics need to get the wheels off. <laughs> oh. oh. It's been an absolute nightmare. I don't mind telling you guys. Um, but to lighter news, other people have... Um, I've got more fun things. Can I tell
0: you what there. that reminds me of? I was once uh, in a in a canteen, and I put all this food on my plate from various thick, um, you know, various. Was tops. it, was it so a buffet
1: selection? It was.
0: So I had a plateful of two platefuls of food in the days when one would, as a matter of course, also get something with <laughs> custard on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I got up to the till. The coat I was wearing, the sort of warm (laughs) coat, I couldn't get the zip down (laughs) on it. So I couldn't reach the wallet in my oh, inside no. jacket pocket. It was a terrible. I was there. There was a queue behind me. You could hear mutterings. And Are you sure the,
2: this was a real event and not an anxiety not, dream? We
0: was trying to break. The, in the end, I was trying to break the zip. I didn't even have the strength to break it. I, it oh. was, it, I had to go away into a, into a corner <laughs> and work on this thing. Tooth in the end, tooth. I think I took it off without taking the zip off. Oh, and, uh, I feel your pain The food was cold Oh, oh nightmare <laughs> Anyway <laughs>
1: happened.
2: Unluckiest man in Britain <laughs> There you go yep. <laughs> So uh, 171 has texted I have a note in my glove box Reading To the person stealing my car Do me one favour Please return the car Once you've finished with it Needless to say It's never been read by anyone But myself Which is good uh, that's Mongolian <laughs> Dave from Kent that is good I wonder you, you're asking a lot of the car
0: thief to re- to care about that one way or another I think yeah. yes but worth well, a try
1: 411 my brand new Volvo V90 All
2: right. show
1: off <laughs> alright hey 411 call me um, <laughs> has according to the manual a glove box
0: Oh, okay. oh It is referred I'm to sad. in that Um s- I miss compartment already.
1: Glove box sounds very rather Lady Bracknell, doesn't it? Oh is that, that
2: no, look love- okay, Al. Yeah, that's my dog barking at the window. Um it's I not, have asked my son older, to be in charge not, of her, but
0: when you're talking about things being locked in the glove box, <laughs> <laughs> didn't include your whip, it did. You? I could understand <laughs> some sense of emergency if that. Uh, as 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 an Irish driver once said to me, when um, uh, we were moving house, and we had a cat, and when I got in the car, I said, "Where's the cat?" and he said, uh, "I said, send the boot," and I said. Uh, I said, no, no, stop the car, stop the car. And I said, you you can't put the cat in the boot. And I remember he said, oh, there's a fierce amount of air in there. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
1: What else from the outside world? Well, I'll tell you what I'd like to uh, use this time wisely. To just thank Ed Elliot, who's been in touch. Are you familiar? Ed, Ed Elliot
2: wasn't he the Snow Angel man? Yes. He was the ice sculpture guy that uh, yes. risked frostbite? Oh yes, but yes, he still he managed to do a text with his remaining <laughs> digits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he poured out a text. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can I just say... Probably done with you? an icicle. Can I just say, <laughs> I've noticed we've got a very squeaky door, which in a radio oh, sure studio is something of an issue. I quite
0: like it. Do you like it? Like it. Yeah, it, makes it, it it's <laughs> like that... Uh, you know those guys that do special effects on Radio for dramas? <laughs> it's like having one of those guys operating. <laughs> it's not, it's not r- working r- in the old curiosity r- shop. See, I tell you, we are sitting here chatting very genially, but the producer and assistant producer are running around outside like the building is on fire.
1: I've never seen faces like it. No.
0: And they they were telling us earlier that they're not allowed to leave us in the studio on our
2: own.
1: (laughs) That didn't last (laughs) long as a (laughs) rule. It's all gone out the window. Um,
2: I'm filling in an overtime form for all this extra talking (laughs) we're doing now.
1: Ed Elliott, anyway, the the sculptor has said, uh, he said, I'm chuffed you noticed it. Thank you. Oh. So he sends a thank you to me, thank you to Absolute Radio and Frank. Sorry, Al, oh. but you're not on on Twitter, so you don't get a personal. Well, thank I
0: have you. to say oh. to it, it is it's a it is a beautiful thing. The snow angel um, was sure was yes was was maybe now he could build a sun angel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really really like something from the producer that tells me whether I'm talking, (laughs) whether I'm going out, whether (laughs) there's music playing. I've never felt so abandoned since I was a latchkey kid in the 1970s. Try my backstory. We're going to try the adverts and
1: see if that works.
0: Okay. So here we go. Oh, 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 God, she's taken over. Cross your fingers. Oh, dear, Roth. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've had some technical issues. I feel my audio broadcaster of the year gong has been completely obliterated by this.
2: Well, don't be too sure. Normally, we don't read out praise, but 992 texted best ten minutes of radio ever, and I'm assuming that's the in silence. In reference to the silence. It's thank, the silence. thank you. So that's uh, the
1: bro- Charming. Brother,
0: brother, 994 from the a monastery <laughs> in Sussex <Sausage laughs> said the best bit of radio oh, I, I've love the, I love. I love the, cra-
1: the Franz- <laughs> Is it the Franciscans or the Benedictine Which ones are the silent? You, or you
0: mind your own business. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I ask
1: from a history of art perspective, okay? History
0: of art. <laughs> Come off it. Isn't that what I want uh, to Prince to William talk. and I believe
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. Um I want to talk about the Cadbury's Golden Cream Eggs. Okay. Yes. Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. Firstly, there was a Cadbury's Gold Cream Egg that sold for Thirty-seven thousand or thirty-one thousand, depending on which media source you rely on.
0: Really, that's six grand uh,
1: difference
0: <laughs>
2: between us. Uh,
1: I think
0: it's,
2: it's to do been with... skimmed off by the auction house, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I
1: think it's to do with whether you include the twenty percent sale oh, all commission,
0: that, all that yeah. stuff. Choose
1: oh, right. to BBC don't. There you go. What does that tell you? Interesting.
0: Yeah, anyway. I remember I paid. Um, I think it was nine grand for Elvis's shirt, and I ended up paying eleven to the actual auction. There you goes. go. Yeah. Uh, that's how they get you. <laughs> oh, that's how they get you. <laughs> well, that's what
1: Frank's fa- father said when if someone asked you the time, he said that's how they get you. Yeah,
0: he did. <laughs> he did knock someone over a wall for asking him the time at night, because he, he assumed it was a, a mogging of some kind.
1: Anyway, the Cadbury's Conundrum Egg, Mm -hmm. this was this... It was sold recently for for this huge amount of money. It was originally made in the 1980s. I've
0: never heard of it, I must say.
1: Do you not know? Well, it was... Remember, treasure hunts were... Of course,
0: I can't use a conundrum.
1: Oh, for God. God, because you for are sake. a Catholic. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, you know treasure hunts were very in vogue? Well, a, a
0: friend, a dear friend of mine, I think, was the pioneer of the uh, bury something golden and then have a, a book with a lot of clues in it. Um, Kit Williams wrote a book called "Masquerade," wrote and um, fabulously illustrated a book called "Masquerade" in,
1: mm. back in seventy <laughs> nine.
0: When was the When was the Cadbury's golden? Egg? Well, they
1: did this in the eighties, and I think yeah. They yeah, they.
0: Ri- oh, come on! They just <laughs> ripped off Kit Williams. This anyway, is so
2: jarring because I don't think of 80s Britain as being um, golden egg treasure hunts. I think of 80s Britain and I think miner strikes and poll tax riots and stuff. Well, I think of the yuppies who you could say their lives were a golden egg treasure. Oh, hunt. good point. Hey, good
0: what point. about that for hey? I think I'm back on the audio broadcaster <laughs> of the year list. <laughs> <laughs> About that was y- my throat, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Frank thinks his mention of the word yuppies. Yeah, exactly. I they, lo-
0: they love the current affairs. <laughs>
1: what I like about Frank Skinner, is so topical. He was talking about yuppies this morning.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, the Kit Williams masquerade <laughs> book from 1979. <laughs> anyway. So tell me tr- what happened then. What, uh, what was the nature? They, okay. buried, they buried some golden cream eggs. Gather around the fireside,
1: everyone. They buried 12 golden eggs, this not cream, spe- based on the cream egg, but these were actually gold, more like your Fabergé. Oh, your Fabergé. Buried them all around the country, published a mm-hmm. book, which looks suspiciously similar to Kit Williams, may I say, but yes. that's a, another anecdote. And it's called, slash I say,
0: c- Conundrum's Book of Riddles.
1: Mm. And mm. they, in addition to this, they made... over.
0: If you don't mind the point, it's over-egging <laughs> the pudding, isn't it? Somewhat. Conundrum's Book of Riddles. Yeah, we get it. We get it. You don't have to go on about it. OK, so they buried 12 golden eggs. Cadbury's did that. Yeah. I like the idea that they were driving round. You know those big <laughs> eggs at Cadbury World that you've been driving? <laughs> 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 that they were driving round like that, burying them people drive to see that parked in a was lay-by.
1: What's your job egg barrier?
0: If you saw one of the egg cars <laughs> in a lay-by though, you'd be suspicious, wouldn't you? <laughs> I wonder if you could take them on the road. Were the Cadbury's World um, egg cars roadworthy? worthy <laughs> Okay. Uh, we were talking about this um, a thing that completely passed me by in the 80s. as So many things did, and this is one of the drawbacks of alcoholism. <laughs> I don't remember the, uh, the burying of Cadbury's Golden Eggs. At, the
1: burials,
0: at the 12 burials. If there's anyone here who knows anyone who found one or anything, I'd love to hear about it on 8, 12, 15. I know it's a slim shot. I imagine well, many of them were resold. found by Cadbury's employees <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, The 13th Egg, Al which is a, one of my favourite Agatha Christie novels <laughs> yeah, um, that has gone on sale again and it recently, it was, they sold it for this 37k And it's bigger than the other eggs, is that right? Oh, yeah, bigger, yes. This one? No, no, but it's bigger than the other golden eggs. They made a special big one. It was all made by Garrard's, the Queen's Jewellers. But it was
0: made, and I I like this, it (laughs) was made for retailers (laughs) only, the big (laughs) one. So the public couldn't take... This is the sort of jobs for the boys. So (laughs) uh, uh, Mr Harris at the corner (laughs) shop could try and win the big egg. It reminds me when I was living back in the West Midlands. There was a thing called a macro card. Oh. And macros was the sort of wholesale place for the retailer so things were a bit cheap then. And if and a, it was a cave of wonders. I never went in it. So I never got the card.
2: But people at school, yeah, people. If people's parents had a macro card, they were sort of an elite status oh, school Oh, completely, person.
1: completely. I don't know anything of it, about any yeah, of this. Yeah, so you got stuff cheaper. So oh, people yeah.
2: would
0: say, yeah, I've been doing a bit of, I started a bit, I did a bit of catering at a couple of weddings, and I've got myself a macro card. And we go, "Yeah, wow. Really? Yeah, and you go into the, the, the elite world of slightly <laughs> cheaper stuff. I think you had to buy like 200 of everything, but yeah. even...
1: I feel I really <laughs> missed out. Oh, macro. man, it,
0: it, there was a real gap between what retailers had at their fingertips and what the public had. Yeah. And I think this egg is a perfect symbol of that, <laughs> a bigger egg, the macro egg, <laughs> as I'm calling it.
1: Well, I've only just found out. You know, do you know about this, owl? I mean, I found out so much about eggs. About <laughs> these recently, eggs, recently, because yes, that I didn't know. Firstly, I didn't know that Cadbury's cream eggs are only available four months of the year. Is that still
2: true? Apparently, that they're I, seasonal.
0: Yeah, that, they're seasonal. Did you at, a, that, t- at a time when you can get pomegranates all the year round, Cadbury's cream <laughs> eggs
2: are remade <very> because <laughs> <laughs> they use chocolate be? hens that have to lay them for a, <laughs> a quarter of the year or something. <laughs>
0: well, they are. They used to be seasonal. <laughs> I thought that that had stopped. No. Because I see them all the time now. I want to ask another question, and I'm, I'm, mm. I've got to be straight with you. I know you.
1: everything now. I know how many a year are sold in those four months. Do you know how many are sold in those four months? Four.
0: In Britain. Hmm. Or the, we'll call it the UK.
1: Yeah,
0: UK. Um, or to quote Matt Berry, the UK. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'd say a
2: million. Alan? <laughs> 200,000.
1: 200 million. What? what?
2: <laughs> Between 200? us, we got a closer answer.
0: In the population, that's like people by four each yeah. or something. Oh, some of them well, look that, like they do. That. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> do you, I don't know if you guys uh, ever eat a Cadbury's cream egg in current Regularly. Times. Okay. Um, do they still have the orange smear? I beg your pardon? You know, they used to have like an orange smear of orange stuff representing the yolk in the middle of the white. That's the whole
1: essence of it. I thought
0: they stopped that and they just went albumen.
1: No, the (laughs) whole point of the egg. Because how I eat the egg, just if anyone's interested...
0: Oh, is this going to be mildly erotic?
1: Oh, (laughs) have you you met me? I couldn't be erotic if I tried. Oh, come on, don't put yourself down. uh, I won't have that said. I strip the foil down. We've started. <laughs> <laughs> I stripped the foil down. Yeah, just half an inch, and you know what? I see the foil rather like the towel tied round the waist.
0: Oh, okay.
1: You know of the of the the good looking hero in the movie. Hong, yeah. rom
0: I, I don't know about you, Albert. I'm, <laughs> I'm
2: sweating. <laughs> I'm going for a cold shower during this. Yeah,
0: exactly. We haven't even got to the orange smear. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, and then what happens? You bite the top off.
1: Yeah. But okay. we've got, we're going to have to go to the music in a second. Okay. What I do is, is I put the us.
0: whole egg in my mouth and just let it melt of its own accord. Oh.
1: Okay. Well,
0: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no one would do that. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. Um, we were talking about. Um, the Cadbury's and their um, they they dipped into the the uh, golden eggs hmm. mystery uh, business in the eighties. Who knew? And yeah.
1: there is currently, just in case the two of you are interested, there is a current promotion. There are two hundred gold cream eggs that have been distributed. I, I'm going to say gold chocolate, so they're not actual. Garrard Gold, oh, okay. gold, gold chocolate, chocolate uh, I've never made heard from such talk. No, of course you haven't. But it's they're made from gold edible foil. They've been distributed. Oh. Two hundred shops in the UK have them. So they'll five in Waitrose, but five you'd in Iceland, it, you?
0: If it's the foil, you'd just be able to say, "Oh, there's the gold one."
1: No, the chocolate inside is gold edible.
0: Oh, I see. Fr-
2: so you find out when you unwrap The foil,
1: it. Frank, is the food stuff. Well, I'll go to our house. You don't know until you open it. Okay. Once you unpeel it, you'll see that yeah. it's gold, and then you'll look on the the inner wrapping. You will have a five thousand pound prize. Whoa. Five thousand. Or it might be fifty. It depends which one you get. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> and who's picking them this week? Is it Arthur <laughs> Merlin? <laughs> Guinevere <laughs> or um who was Mordred yeah yeah it wasn't Mordred I don't think um I, it's so they've gone gold again having' already done the gold yeah. thing I mean come on Cadbury's. <laughs> what you should have had is 12 of this year's batch of cream eggs are fertilized
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you should have an actual like embryonic chicken in there amidst the lovely uh, sweet gooey whiteness <laughs> that would have uh, given the kids a bit of education
1: i I'm might like, uh, imagine if we get one imagine if we said there. Was, some might do a story on me i might say i came so close to winning it i bought an actual egg instead of a cream yeah. egg i nearly <laughs> won yeah
0: exactly i had i got a, a, a chocolate <laughs> egg, and it, when i opened it, it was brown
2: which i believe is next to gold <laughs> yeah on the spectrum of colours. 703 has texted, uh, whole egg in. I do that, Frank. I'm assuming that they mean about a, a Cadbury's cream egg rather than an actual egg. Egg. Oh, yeah. He puts the whole he- egg in. No, I could well, never do that. Mm. I, I think it's a he, but who um, oh, knows? that on, on the fact that they're that. boasting Roy, about this. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: You see, Roy Rockcliffe has... Um, Roy Rockcliffe, OK. He has like an interesting that. tip. Regold Eggs... Instead of idiots peeking through the foil, mm. mm-hmm. he's got strong feelings about this, hasn't he? Just read it. the list of ingredients to find one. Simples. Oh, oh yeah. so it'd be
0: a different in- ingredient.
2: Uh, seems,
0: seems a long way
2: to chocolate. go to, to remember the uh, E number of the also, gold edible oh, no. foil. <laughs> We're talking five grand, Al.
1: Forgive me, True enough. but I'm not sure that uh, Cadbury's Cream Eggs... I think the list of ingredients are they on the cream egg? For they must be oh. somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's hard to imagine someone. I've never seen anyone reading <laughs> the ingredients. Like I'm just making sure this is nice and nutritious. <laughs> yeah, before I uh, before I buy. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Last night, my partner Kath was. I was sitting on the sofa, and she came into the room. And was standing at the side, and I looked at her. And I seemed to see our her, her whole relationship stretched out. She looked particularly beautiful to Aww. me, and I thought, "This is my partner. This is the woman, the mother of my child, the woman with whom I share my life." And I'm so happy about that. And she said to me, "What are you looking at me like that for?" I said, "Oh, nothing." Oh, there you go. Aww.
1: Well, you know Long-term what? Long-term
0: relationships. Yeah, and but gentlemen. you've
1: told her. <laughs> in no, your she own won't. She doesn't
0: fashion. listen. She
1: doesn't listen.
0: She does this. listen. She. Uh, she will occasionally say to me, "Oh, I like that uh, shoegaze track you played," and then that's about it. Anyway, just saying keep,
1: keeps your feet on the ground.
0: Exactly. There you go. Keep exactly. re- what
1: was it they used to say, Casey Kasem? Do you remember him and the? I 90s? do remember. Him. keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars? Oh, oh Good. There you go. Slightly, uh,
0: slightly uh, <laughs> adapted and Oscar Wilde, <laughs> I but you know, it's, it's not as good a short as Short Taylor's "Keep 'Em Peeled." <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was referenced to the last golden chocolate eggs um, <laughs> thing. Anyway, um, it's been an interesting one. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties, but I mean, it wasn't my fault. I don't see why that should take away my broadcaster <laughs> <laughs> Um All right, calm down, Frank. No, but it's not fair, is it? Do you think it's fair? I don't. Thank you so much for listening to us this morning. It means a great deal. We love you all, and well, not you, mate, but everyone else. <laughs> and um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now and not for long. Stay in. Listen.